think I'd go the whole summer. Didn't know my name, now they do, and they try to pull my number. Ooh, I wish they would. Obviously, they don't know my numbers. Ooh, I wish they would. Obviously, they don't know my brothers. Don't make me blow your cover. I know you act like stunners. I know you hard behind the keys, and then you crack like plumbers. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to the Wrestling Tonight Podcast. I'm your host, Blake, and I am very sorry about everything that's transpired. I'm sorry that the podcast got abandoned, but we are now back and better than ever and even upgraded everything. So, first things first, we gotta get ready for WrestleMania. We're on the road officially. And I created a card later on we'll talk about. But current events, we got to jump into. AEW Revolution was last night. For me, I have not watched much AEW at all. I haven't watched much wrestling at all. It's kind of been hard to get into it. It's kind of just took a mental break. Very long one to say. But anyways, a lot of names we remember and see on the card last night. Dr. Britt Baker and Penelope Ford win their tag match against Rio and Yuku. Had no clue who half the people are besides Britt Baker. The Dark Order took on uh, SoCal Uncensored and they uh, defeated them. Jake Hager, who's part of the Inner Circle, which I'll touch on them after this, uh, defeated Dustin Rhodes by submission. Darby Allen and Sammy Guevara, who's fought probably a hundred times so far this year, went toe-to-toe once more. Darby Allen got the victory. Kenny Omega, Adam Page, took on the Young Bucks in their defense of their AEW World Tag Team Champions. Omega and Page prevail. Nyla Rose goes up against uh, Chris Statlander. Nala Rose retains once again. MJF and Cody went one-on-one. And MJF barely prevailed by using his nice ring. Again, we'll touch on more of this later on about my thoughts about AEW and what's been going on there. Pack versus Orange Cassidy was probably one of the better matches I've seen of the night. Orange Cassidy, if many of you who don't know him, he is just a very cool guy. That's all he is. The bastard Pac took him on. Pac wins by submission. And then your main event of the night for the AEW World Title, Chris Jericho took on John Moxley and lost. So we have a new AEW World Champion. Overall, this match, this card, was not bad. I enjoyed. Uh, I caught it once uh, MGF and Cody came on. I was kind of debating even if I wanted to watch this and how I was even going to talk about this. But for the fans, we got to get this out of the way. To me, AEW has not brought it. I know there's people that are going to argue with me and say they have. But just personally, it's just not there. I don't know what it is about it. But when it comes to Wednesday night, it's hard for me to watch. I don't know if it's to commentate. I don't know if I just... Had enough of Jim Ross back in the day and just can't handle him anymore. I don't know if it's just constantly pushing big names and not helping create anymore. 
it's just it's hard to say for me. I know one thing I said about AEW when coming in was they're gonna have to do something different from NXT, WWE, New Japan. They're gonna have to do something to show that they are different, what they claim to be. And so far they haven't. They had a perfect chance when crowning the AEW World Champion was Chris Jericho versus Adam Page. And I said they could put the title on Page. But then that's them creating a star. That's them saying, hey, we're going to push with these young guys and do everything we can. Because this is what this business is all about. And I was very worried from the start that... Cody, the Young Bucks, Kenny, Paige, Jericho, Moxley, all these big names, we're just going to keep winning and winning and winning. And you're just ultimately going to stunt the growth of these younger guys. And you could say the same for WWE right now. But to look at it like this and just looking by this card and not know much of the buildup, Kenny Omega and Adam Page are a team, let alone a team. They hold the AEW World Titles. I know SoCal won the tournament. And they were your AEW titles holders. And then uh, they dropped them just like that. And they're lower on the pre-match fighting the Dark Order. Who debuted against them and beat up everyone else in between. It's just hard to pick out. Cody Rhodes fighting in a big match against MJF. Which, this was the only bright spot I could see because MGF got over. And I know AEW hasn't created guys. It's hard for them to create characters because you're stuck in between you want gimmicks or you want wrestling. And they know gimmicks sell. But having a heel like MGF, and they really haven't even created him. He created himself by his push on social media and just being a huge douche. Pac against Orange Cassidy. This was a great match. They helped show this guy who not many people know of. He's just this laid-back personality who doesn't even care. Fight this just insanely gifted athlete in Pac. Darby Allen versus Sammy Guevara. Why are these two guys fighting again for the 1,200th time? Don't get me wrong. These two are your highly gifted people. But it's later to see. Nyla Rose, who is your AEW Women's Champ, which can only be the bright spot. But it looks like they just gave up on the women's division, too, in the most part. It's like they're struggling with what they want to do there. And then your main event is Moxley and Jericho, who are probably your two biggest names outside of the Elite. And all those involved. And I was never a fan of putting the title on Jericho. The inner circle is just thrown together. It's not it done. It doesn't make any sense. There's just no background to it. Only guys that have background is Santana and Ortiz. And that's because they're LAX. And then LAX has been around for a long time too. I'm throwing Hager in there. Guevara, which is a bright young face. It's just, it's pretty questionable. But Moxley has the title now. 
We'll see where this goes. Hopefully it leads up to it. I know he's been I'm big on trying to create something new in the wrestling world. So we'll wait and see. Tune in Wednesday night and see the fallout from everything. So moving into WWE news now. We're getting ready for Elimination Chamber this Sunday. Which will be a week from as I'm recording this. And we only have three matches on the card. And three matches I would never even thought that would have been on the card. Which it kind of hurts. It's weird to have pay-per-views tweaks in between each other. Going from the Super Showdown to the Elimination Chamber. And nothing's really set here. They threw all their cards in one pile at the Super Showdown. And now they're burnt out to have something here. And I know this card is here to make up for the women not being able to compete. But now they're having women matches there. So what's the point of having the chamber? Why not have Super Showdown as your final stop in your pay-per-views before you hit the big one? But that's just me. Anyways, three matches we have on the card right now. is a Elimination Chamber match for your Raw Women's title to face winner of this match will get to face Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. Competitors are Natalia, Liv Morgan, Shayna Baszler, Asuka, Ruby Riot, and Sarah Logan. We all know who's gonna win that. We all know what's gonna happen here. Shayna Baszler, somehow somebody's gonna find a way to win this match. If not, they're gonna find a way to put Baszler and Becky against each other at Mania because that's what they want. Second match on the card was a three-on-one handicap match for your Intercontinental title. Champion Braun Strowman is taking on the nice found faction of Shinsuke Nakamura, Cesaro, and Sami Zayn. Again, three guys that are just thrown together that makes no sense at all. And what was weird about this one was you had Elias in the middle of it, so I wonder if he's going to find a way to play a role in this match or not. And last but not least, the other card on the match is your second Elimination Chamber match, and it's for your WWE SmackDown Tag Team titles. Newly champs, The Miz and John Morrison, who won it at Super Showdown, go up against The New Day, Big E and Kofi. The Usos, Heavy Machinery, Lucha House Party with Grand Metalik and Lince Dorado, Dorado, I'm sorry, and... Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode, which have no business being in this. But anyways, I don't see them letting Miz and Morrison drop the titles so far. Especially just winning it not even a week ago. So, we'll see what happens this week on your go-home shows. If more's added to it, even if NXT is going to be added to it. Which, I'll touch on them as well, don't you worry. But... To get things going in the right direction is what are we going to do for WrestleMania? What is the picture here? I know I got a list in front of me right here of all the matches I can see happening. Some that are already on the list. So to start off, we're going to have your match that's been building up for a while. It's going to be Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens. 
There's no way that match is not going to happen. These two guys have been fighting for months on top of months. And to been leading up to this moment. Second match and third and fourth are already been confirmed. You're going to have The Fiend take on John Cena, Drew versus Brock for the title, and Rhea versus Charlotte for the NXT title. Fiend versus Cena is something you worry about in a way, but I had this idea of The Fiend who lost the title to Goldberg at Super Showdown. That, okay, he loses his title, but you got to give him a way to get it back. So you go to the chamber, and I said, you're throwing your best guy. So you're going to have Roman. You're going to have The Fiend. I even said throwing Shinsuke and Cesaro and Braun just to kind of get some heat going. Elias. Just these big, big names and just have The Fiend mow them down one by one. Six-person match, Fiend gets all five eliminations. That's what I would have preferred and hoped for. So then the Fiend could go back at WrestleMania, take on Goldberg, go one-on-one, and just destroy Goldberg. And get his title back and carry on. Because it's about creating a monster. You're not this figure who is just above and beyond. You're beatable. So what do you do when you're beatable? You get better. That's what I was hoping for. But now this gives the Fiend chance to kind of regroup and slow down and take on Cena. He's been gone for a long time. Then getting a win over John Cena in 2020 is not going to mean as much. But it's still going to look at like this guy just destroyed Cena. Like this... The guy, the face that ran this business for the last 10 years just got destroyed by the Fiend. So moving on, Drew versus Brock. I sure hope for Drew McIntyre winning this. I was rooting for him last year to win the Rumble to go on and take Brock, but that didn't happen. So this is the year he's going to do it. And then... Your last one, Rhea versus Charlotte. This one I like a lot because this threw in a curveball to your Royal of Royal Rumble. Charlotte, who won it, of course, had the choice to take on a title of her choosing. She took on Becky Lynch before. They fought many times. She's fought Bailey many of times. So what do you do? So what do you do? You have her take on the NXT Women's Champion. You have her take on someone from your brand you're trying to push. And Rhea Ripley was on a rocket ship right now. She went to War Games and beat Shayna Baszler and her team. She went to Survivor Series and beat the Raw and SmackDown team. And she went later on to beat Shayna Baszler for the title. No one's touched Shayna Baszler in NXT. And Rhea was the one to do it. So now Rhea needs some competition. This kind of gives you a little chance to build your uh, women's division in NXT. So hopefully we move there. 
Now, I got a lot of matches on this card to sort from that I hope to be there. Besides your last one, of course, uh, which was just announced on Friday also. Roman Reigns taking on Goldberg. And now this does leave a sour taste in your mouth after saying it, but to be honest, these two are going to go at it. It's going to be a hard-hitting, fast-paced match. That's what you want out of these two. You don't want these guys to take 20, 30 minutes in the ring. You want these two to go in, have a nice 10-minute match as fast as can be, hard-hitting as hell. And spears, Superman punches, jackhammers, whatever you want. Just hitting everything with their might. You want it to have that Batista versus Taker feel from WrestleMania 23 to where they just went hard. Like, right off the bell, these two are going at it. Kind of tipler to what, uh, or similar to what, uh, Goldberg and Brock were at WrestleMania a couple years ago. Just go at it right away. Just kill each other in the ring. So, I really look forward to that one. I hope that one's fast-paced as can be because we know both guys can't do long in the ring. Now, here's where we start to get into our uh, hypotheticals. So I'm going to start with the clear and obvious one. You're going to have Edge versus Randy Orton at WrestleMania. Edge returned at the Royal Rumble and then repeatedly had his head bashed in by Randy Orton the week after, which was very sad. I done, That one kind of hurt just watching that happen. Like Edge came back and he's dead again. So we know that match is in the works and maybe with Beth Phoenix coming to SmackDown. Or not SmackDown. Coming to Raw. We might get something. Then go on from there. Something that was teased this Super Showdown. Which I'm kind of wondering how that will go. Will be AJ Styles taking on The Undertaker. I know AJ Styles has been saying he's Mr. WrestleMania. And all this. Last couple weeks. And at Super Showdown. The tournament he was in, he thought he had won, and the Undertaker came out, tombstoned him, and that was it. So maybe these two will lead off and get to a match at WrestleMania. And now this was something I was talking to people at work and just friend groups. Is Undertaker's lost two matches in his career at WrestleMania. He lost to Brock Lesnar, who defeated the streak, and he lost to Roman Reigns. The more we look back at Roman Reigns' beating them it's okay I'm fine with that but something I am not fond of is him losing all the time the dude lost or yeah he lost on a bad hit against Roman Reigns then he took a good year off went and got surgery he came back and fought John Cena and just squashed him like the bug he was. Now AJ Styles is I feel like is the next competitor who should be able to beat him. AJ Styles is the best guy in almost all of professional wrestling. He's up there. There's very few guys that could keep you entertained in a match like he does. So I'm literally looking forward to that one as well. And hoping they find a way to create that. Or if that doesn't happen, it looks like AJ versus Aleister Black could happen. That would not be bad at all either. 
But kind of get some more women matches on the card. I don't know who Becky, not Becky, uh, Bailey is going to face. Maybe it could be Sasha Banks turning on her going for the title. I don't know. Do Carmella and Naomi, they kind of already had their shot. They both lost. So, I don't know. Maybe they're going to throw multiple women at it, have a ladder match. Because they kind of brought Lacey Evans back to the fold. But that's kind of been a question mark I've been wondering about and waiting to see. Uh, Becky versus Baszler is kind of something that we already assume that's going to happen. We'll wait and see till Sunday and what happens with the uh, Elimination Chamber match, of course, which many of us will see and want to see Baszler win. So I think it's time for Becky to lose. Becky's been champ. We'll be going into Mania for almost a year, to be uh, over a year. It's time for her to lose. It's time for her to build something off that. And just go something above what being the man was. Another match we have, which be Liv Morgan and Ruby Riot. I am big on Liv Morgan. Ruby is pretty good in the ring too, so that'll be a good match to watch. Especially with the history between the two. It'll be kind of nice to see what goes on. If they help create that. If Sarah Logan gets involved, maybe we have a triple threat match. Riot Squad going at it. Maybe be a tag team match, throw Lana in there. I don't know. But hopefully something crazy happens out of that and we get those two against each other. Now, something for your title. Sorry about that. We get a random cousin here with the dogs walking around. But now getting on to your U.S. title. It's kind of something strange going on. And Carlio, Garza, and Andrade. Which I see a way that these three may be a triple threat match. I know Rey Mysterio and them are going to have a fatal four-way. Maybe you could throw in Rey Mysterio Mania. But I kind of want to keep it to your young guys and let them show off. Angel Garza is on par to be the next Eddie Guerrero. Dude has the charisma. He has the smile. He has the entering skill. Carlio, very good in the ring as well. Looks very good all the time. Andrade, someone you can never count on either. So throwing these three in a triple threat match, hopefully that leads to something big. I hope for at least. Then the last one I have on my list would be uh, Shinsuke versus Braun. And I know this match has been happening for a while. And these a big build up and you're gonna get your handicap match at Elimination Chamber, but Braun is gonna need a big defense with this title. Shinsuke is still going for it. So it only makes sense for you guys to build up your blow off match to happen at Mania. That's really all I have so far. I know it's hard to predict WrestleMania, especially with everything going on, and it's hard to even kind of finalize everything with the Elimination Chamber only having three matches on it so far, which is pretty embarrassing. So, it's really interesting to go from there. But, last topic of the day I really want to talk about is NXT and the future of NXT. So, NXT is going to have the next takeover, WrestleMania weekend. And what's on the card for that? Right now, we've seen 
Gargano turn on Champa, which is kind of interesting. But we're gonna have a nice match with these two carrying on one more uh, once more, which honestly you can never go wrong with. And then now you reverse the roles where Gargano's heel and Champa's face, which could lead to something extra more in the ring. And then moving on from that, they said uh, a ladder match to confirm your number one contender for uh, the NXT uh, title since uh, Rhea is defending it at, jeez, uh, I can't talk. Like, my mind's just going crazy right now. She's defending at WrestleMania, so she don't get a chance to. Defended at TakeOver. So, they're going to hold a ladder match. Participants, who knows who's going to be in it. But whoever wins that match will be the number one contender for the NXT Women's title. Moving on to that, we're going to assume it's going to be your NXT UK title. is going to get defended on this card. Walter versus what seems to be Finn Balor. And I kind of have a question mark about this because I was hoping Finn Balor was going to be the number one contender for the NXT title. But who knows? What we've seen of uh, the Bruiserweights, or the Broserweights, I'm sorry, Matt Riddle and Pete Dunne, is they're going to keep defending their title in this Undisputed Era, and these two are going to go at it. Velveteen Dream against Roderick Strong are going to go at it. Keith Lee and Damian Priest probably are going to be the one to fight each other for the North American title after Damian Priest took out Dominic Dijakovic. And there's just not much here else to build off of. I'm really hoping we get Balor versus Cole for the NXT title. That was the one I was hoping for the most, but the way it's looking, that's not going to happen. It looks like we're going to have Walter against Finn Balor. So that's one match I can see happening. Two with the ladder match, which is already said. Three with your Keith Lee and Damian Priest. Four if we get Champa versus Gargano. And then your fifth is either going to be your tag titles or you're going to have Adam Cole defended against someone. But out of everyone that's not in a rivalry, who can you defend it against? You're going to have Velveteen Dream just squash everyone on this bit to get his shot at Cole. Which doesn't seem very reasonable right away. Are you going to have someone new who hasn't even been on the scene for that long come up and get it? Is Killer Cross going to be the one to make his debut for the title? Who knows? I think it's time for Undisputed Era to move on and move up the ranks and hit the main roster now. But who knows about that? I really hope that someone like Cole doesn't 
just give up the title right away. You kind of want to win and move on from them. And then, like, kind of pass the torch in a way. As I'm kind of brainstorming about this. But there really isn't no one that you can. As for... Coming in and bringing in someone new. There's no one you... Like... Oh, he comes in and just drops the title. There really isn't nothing like that. Because NXT hasn't done that before in the past. It's always been... Someone comes in and they get a few matches in. And that's that. So, it'll be interesting to see where we go from here. If the main title is even going to make the card. Or if... The tag titles don't get on the card. Or if we have six matches. Who knows what's going to happen. Or both are going to make it. And then what about. Tia Knox and Dakota Kai. Well looks of their rivalry. is not ending anytime soon. What about the uh, Cruiserweight title. So there's still many questions. On what's going to be on this card. And the future of the brand. Which. The way it looks is. I kind of predicted Dream. And Undisputed Era being the two that go up. Because they've been there longest and those would be the two that could inject life into the main roster once more. So, that's all I really have today. I wanted to get back into this podcast for a long, long time. So we're rebranding it. We're coming back with something new. Some better art, better designs better product I'm going to work on giving you guys the best product every single week I think we're going to sit down every Sundays, record and then come out either Sunday night or Monday morning depending on the time so this will be coming out Monday, March 2nd it's going to go live on Apple Podcasts, Spotify YouTube all that nice stuff all this Screaming you guys listen to me for. For socials. Instagram. Twitter. Main 2. Instagram is. At Wrestling Tonight Podcast. Twitter is. At. WT underscore. Podcast underscore. Which. I want to start tweeting a lot more. During events and everything. And just. Hoping to build a fan base off that. But anyways. I'm your host Blake. We're back with the Wrestling Tonight Podcast. Here's been the episode. Enjoy. Yeah.